Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. How are you, the fan, feeling about VGK this upcoming season? Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You could find us. I'm at Tony Dasco on Twitter. He is at TD Chris G on Twitter. And make sure that you subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, Locked On VGK. Hit us on Twitter at Locked On VGK. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Great to be back with you, uh, Chris, as we come back from this long, extended holiday weekend. Uh, we did it Vegas style because a three-day weekend usually turns into five days with most of the folks here in Vegas. But I wanted to get into uh, a lot of questions, right, as we know, going into this upcoming season for PGK, goaltending, and will Jack Eichel be a superstar, I guess, at the top of the list? Uh, perhaps is this potentially a playoff team? Bet online this week. They posted odds. Will VGK be in the playoffs? Yes, at minus 325. Not to make the playoffs plus 250. I believe a rough start for VGK. I think we've said this uh, continuously on this show, uh, but I think that they will squeak into the playoff picture. Uh, someone asked me the other day, how do I feel about VGK making the playoffs? I used uh, one of my grandma's old lines, Medza Medza, half and half. Not sure, right? Either way. But I, I again, will I take it that they will make it into the playoffs. Whether they make a deep playoff run, well, that's to be determined at a later date. A lot of factors have to fall into place. Um, line combinations, uh, defense, special teams, and the power play, I think, are all major factors going into this season. So you also reached out to the fans today. What is their reaction? Nice haircut. Welcome back, Chris. It's actually not a fresh haircut. I actually took a shower before we went online this morning, which is something that normally doesn't happen. So, yeah, no, this is just, uh, yeah, whatever. Moving forward. See, wait, wait, wait. Time, time out. Quick time out. Did I see a photo of you with the mohawk from back in the day? <laughs> you you did, Tony, back in my, that was at the at a little club called Lily's in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we were about to go on stage. Uh, at that time, I was a bass player in a Green Day tribute band. You know, and I mean, at, at 26 years old, who doesn't love a red mohawk before you go on stage in front of a small bar with about 18 people there? It was perfect. Wonder, simpler times, Tony, simpler times. And uh, before we get too deep in today's party, uh, my daughter Allie celebrating her golden seventh birthday today. And my wife Amanda celebrating her 24th over twenty fourth. Did you take the over? Okay, way over. Way, way over. over. Okay. She's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she's yeah, in the next room. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday to Amanda and Allie. Um. So yeah, let, let, let's get into this thing. So I put on Twitter this morning. How are you feeling? Train wreck. Deep playoff run. What are you excited <laughs> about? What are you nervous about? The consensus is, and this was kind of my perspective: train wreck or deep run that we feel good about. I don't feel. We're going to tread water, and I'm trying to see. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Timothy, I don't see a, I don't see a situation like last year where we just missed. We either fly or crash and burn. 
And then him and I went on to talk about the potential of maybe even getting a lottery pick out of this year. And, you know, it's like, well, if Eichel does this, if Stone comes back, if our goaltending holds up, if Kelly McCrimmon makes a couple of the right roster, it could all work out. Or it might crash and burn. Like, there's just so many questions. And actually, uh, Lewis Gregory, he's having some fun. Excited about the season, but nervous that Kelly McLeyer is going to flip the coin, end up on tails, blow the rest of our cap space on something stupid, fourth goalie. I think we already have a fourth goalie overpay for a fifth center. Also nervous about Nick Haig. And that's, that, that's fair. Uh, Justin excited about Logan Thompson emerging as a franchise goalie. I like that. Um, Justin Miller, again, nervous about the goalie situation. Can we stay injury free? Uh, Steve W nervous excitement, anticipation, stone back, poor goaltending could throw it into chaos. So whatever happens, happens. Someone even made a joke that we're going to relocate the team. Thank you, MJ, for that one. Um, but that's the thing, folks. Like, there is just this strange amount of crazy season one excitement right now. Season one, we had no idea what was going to happen, you know, making it to the cup, making it three games from winning the cup. No one no one in the world handicapped that. But speaking of handicapping, if Bet Online saying minus 325 to make, make the playoffs, that nothing's ever a lock, folks. Nothing is ever a lock, as my buddy Chris Kondos would tell you. But... If they're putting minus 325 and plus 250 out there, they feel pretty good about things going much better, at least to make it to the playoffs. And minus 325, I didn't look at all the odds, but minus 325 is not a wild card one or a wild card two probability either. Yeah. Would you bet that at minus 325? Only reason I won't bet is I don't like, I mean, sure. If I'm going to make a bet, if you hand me, if I have a $100 bankroll, go make a better. Don't make a bet. I'd fire on it. With my personal money, I just don't want a hundred or three twenty-five or a thousand, whatever that number is that I would throw out there. I don't want that money locked up for eighty games. That that's that's just my personal perspective about futures bets. Although I did have a blast season one with with future bets as VGK. I never got on the five hundred to one train, but around one hundred and fifty to one, I would just start putting loose change on VGK to win the cup in the conference. I was going up and back, up and back, and I actually made the hedge of all hedges. So remember Washington was down three to two against Tampa and came back and won that series. I actually took Washington to win the cup when VGK already had the West wrapped up. I bet Washington to win the cup when they were down three to two against Tampa. So that was the only hedge I needed. It was like, I don't know, 10 or 12 to one or something like that. So that was the only hedge I needed to make. And I actually was able to sit back and not make any more financial investments into the Stanley cup uh, finals at that point. Okay, uh, comment from at LV Pro Sports. It all comes down to Thompson. If he improves from his debut season, then the Golden Knights will make the playoffs. Improves? He, well, yeah, he can improve. <laughs> okay. If he regresses, then our offense will play catch-up all game long, and it won't be pretty. I believe Thompson is up for the task, and Vegas finishes third in the Pacific Division. Uh, we saw the NHL Network. You know, we started this thing about points for players, and, all, and then, of course, we set the trend, as usual. And they came out with Jack Eichel over under 84 points. We have 90 and a hook. You know that their number did not come out of Vegas because there's no half a, a point in there. There's no hook in there. Uh, I like uh, you can middle that too, by the way. You know, our number there's okay. But 90 and a half, I think, was I thought we were pretty much spot on right there. And I thought that was good. Yeah, 90, I mean, that's a tiny bit generous, I think, just be based on his career totals. Um 
I think the math was prior to his season in Vegas, somewhere between 96 and 97% as far as percentage of games, he scores at least one point in his career. So you take his games, divide by his points, and it's way up there. So, I mean, I think a realistic number, if I'm going to book it, is probably like 78 and a half points or something like that. And that's banking he's going to be healthy the whole year. And um, I think I'm probably going to juice it a little bit to where I actually want fans to take the over because that will give me a chance to to adjust and man- manipulate the odds later on down the road if I'm going to take the bookmaking angle here. But 90 and a half, listen, if he scores 90 and a half points, that's wonderful. That's awesome. If he scores 80 points, that's solid. If he gets anywhere north of 70 He's doing what he's brought here to do. Um, Back to Logan Thompson a little bit. So this is something I was kind of thinking about this morning. And you actually kind of got me on this train, Tony, a while back. Logan Thompson, a couple things. One, he's got pressure now. He had the keys to the car before Aiden Hill was here. No one was taking him. He was the opening day starter, no questions asked. I still think he is the starter, but he's going to have to earn it now instead of simply going through the motions in training camp. And I'm not saying he's going to go through the motions and not try as hard as he possibly can, but he has to earn it instead of just having the keys to be the starter handed to him. In addition now, and this is where I was going back to you, Tony, we have, you know, 20 or so games of film on Logan Thompson out there all these other scouts and stuff do. So now all this video is out there. You have people that have been dissecting Logan Thompson's game folks for the last four months or so during this, you know, long off season. Now they are giving all this data, all these statistics, all this video to the best hockey players on the planets. Hockey players are pretty good folks. And you give them a chance to learn, they're going to improve their game. So Logan Thompson needs to elevate his game even higher to continue his success from season one. Bruce Cassidy told uh, Vinny Sapienza this week on Channel 5, Laurent Brassois, he said that uh, he's healing still from his surgery. If he joins us at the end of the year or in two weeks, we'll see him. No assurance that he'll be on the ice ever. And then Mark Stone, we know that he's been skating every day. Those are, again, major factors. And, again, I don't, I don't even have. Brossois in the mix. I don't have him in the mix because I just, he's a wild card to come back. He's a wild card to play well. Just, I've got a million questions about Larry Brossois. I, I thought that comment was interesting because it seemed like Brossois, you know, ready for camp, possibly ready early in the season. Maybe not too bad. And then all of a sudden, Cassidy, well, he'll join us at some point, maybe the end of the year, <laughs> maybe earlier in the year. And, you know, the, the, I don't want to say games, but the, the gamesmanship amongst that the media, that, that the, the staff uses to filter through the media so people like us have more things to talk about is very interesting. And listen, no one's playing mind. There, there's no one in the NHL concerned if uh, VGK is starting Brassois or not. There's, not. there's no disrespect to Brassois when I say that, but he's not Vasilevsky. He's not one of these world-class goaltenders where people are in the Pacific are wondering who are they going to be up against all season long. So I I find that kind of interesting, but just kind of back to the outlook on the VGK season, you know, all the things that are, we're we're all nervous about. I I get it. Um, Just real quick though, our forward situation, our scoring, as long as we can stay somewhat healthy compared to last season, we will absorb the lost goals, if you will, from losing Max Pacioretty and Dodonoff. 
on top of Phil Kessel joining this roster. On top of our top 12, you still have Braswan, Manaman. I don't know if I always might, I might have got his name wrong, but either way, you know who I'm talking about. And then there's still Lecision, Ron Beard, Paul Cotter, Pavel Dorofiev, if you go even deeper. So there's a lot of reinforcements should things not go well with our top 12 forwards or should injuries occur. Our six defensemen, our top six, assuming we have a healthy Nick Haig that has a contract and everything. I mean, Zach Whitecloud is probably the best pure defenseman on the roster, and he's on our third defensive pairing, most likely with Nick Haig. What does that say about the depth of our defense? The goaltending, that's a question mark. That's a wild card. And that's where the crash or burn scenario comes in, I think, folks. I do think Logan Thompson could continue to elevate his game. That's all he's ever done. That's all he's ever done, starting uh, before he was even with the Silver Knights. All of a sudden, he's the best goaltender in the AHL. Logan Thompson, I think we rode him pretty well to make a playoff run at the end. Unfortunately, we fell short. That was no fault of Logan Thompson whatsoever. So you look at all this, the making is there for a deep run that could possibly contend for a Stanley Cup. Or it could be a lottery season and we could crash and burn and, you know, it's going to be a, it could be a circus. And I think it's one or the other. I don't think we're going to middle this type of year. I think we're either, you know, comfortably in the top two in the division, good chance to make a run, or come December, all the concerns, uh, Tony, that you've mentioned about the hot seat for McCrimmon and everything else happening. And there's no one between. It's it's hell, hell or high water, right? Hell or high water. Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of... Uh fun things happening in this uh, off season. And yeah, Bruce Cassidy sounded like Josh McDaniels, you know, with that answer to the question <laughs> McDaniels was, you know, when he was asked about whether Derek Carr and everyone were going to be playing in the preseason games, uh, will we see them on Saturday? Yeah, they'll be there on the sideline. I don't know if we'll see them in the game. In any event, coming up next, we've got Pete DeBoer. He is still jilted over the VGK firing. Back with more after this, Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor. Are you ready for this? It is delicious, indulgent cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it once again, Chris. Let me introduce you to my new favorite, cookie dough chunk puffs. And it's 100% real chocolate, plus it's very healthy for you. They are only 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com today. Snag yourself a box for you, for your family. Take it on the run. Give it as a birthday present like perhaps Chris is doing for his daughter today. The perfect treat. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that they are healthy. They are tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. And whether it's a snack for you, for your workout, a late night treat, you just need to grab it on the run. Built is the perfect protein bar. They taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, ditch the fat, the sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar today. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and again, you'll get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel at Lockdown VGK. 
Pete DeBoer is in the news again. And how many of these farewell interviews are we going to see or hear in the city? Hope every reporter got a chance to talk about the jilted Pete DeBoer. Another local interview this week, this one with Ed Graney in his column. You move on. Coaches uh, compartmentalize things. The coaching part of my brain has moved on. No, it has not, Pete. No, it hasn't. No, he's not right. I'm still, he's still not sure about why he got fired with VGK. I'll tell you why. Injuries notwithstanding, the lack of intensity, the lack of emotion from this team, again, the system and the structure and everything just wasn't working here. And he lost the locker room on top of everything else. And he got fired, but he got a promotion. Okay, stay away from the media, Pete. Stay away. What do you make, like 700 k more by going to Dallas? Take it. Take it on the run. Hey, great memories in Vegas. No. He keeps harping on the past. And when will this ever end? He has to start focusing sooner or later on his Dallas Stars team. I think the issue here with DeBoer is he is simply stuck on season five. If Pete DeBoer was only the coach for season number five and got fired, I would have not agreed with it. I would give him the benefit of the doubts when you factor the injuries. And, I mean, the team had a chance to be in the playoffs. They were leading the division late until late into the season, as late as February at times. So there was a good shot, and you have to give credit to DeBoer for keeping him in it that long. Unfortunately, it didn't play out successfully which is why we're talking about Pete DeBoer being fired. But let's talk about the benefit of the doubt for a second here. Gerard Gallant got railroaded, folks. I I don't think anyone disagrees with that. I think Gerard Gallant was railroaded. Stanley Cup final, season two, the situation with not a major, but we also can't forget that VGK was up 3-1 in that series, also 3-0 in that game. So Gallant has to take a level of ownership for that. Gallant should not have been fired in season number three. He at least should have been able to finish that season and see what happens moving forward from that. Gallant had the benefit of the doubt. VGK did not offer it to him. So let's talk about DeBoer in seasons three and four now. Season three was the beginning of the end, the bubble playoffs against Vancouver. That is when Pete DeBoer, in my opinion, was exposed. Thatcher Demko, all the credit in the world for how well he played against VGK in that series. All the credit in the world. But again, you're up 3-1 to against the Vancouver Canucks, who on paper are not even in the same ballpark as the VGK was. And that was a healthy VGK because of all the time missed for COVID. That team was extremely solid, top to bottom and everything in between. Unfortunately, they they barely got the job done, and then they were just absolutely flat against Dallas in the uh, equivalent of, if you will, in the conference final that season. Okay, so let's move forward from there now. Let's look at season number four. DeBoer's team failed against the Montreal Canadiens in the most bizarre playoffs in the history of the NHL as far as, you know, how the divisions and the Honda West and, and, and all that stuff was. That's on DeBoer. DeBoer is the one who lost that series. Yes, Marc-Andre Fleury had that terrible goal that was given up that probably changed the shape of the series. But you should be able to come back from a mulligan against the Canadiens all day long. That's on DeBoer. That's on no one else but DeBoer, not Fleury for that goal. That's on DeBoer. Now you look at season five. Yes, the injuries were there. That made it tougher. But at that point, the benefit of the doubt is gone. The benefit of the doubt is gone. You have to find a way 
to get into the playoffs. You have to find a way to beat San Jose in the most important game of the season. You have to find a way to lead your team to score one shootout goal in what, 15, 13, 18, however long that terrible streak was. That's all on DeBoer. That's on no one else but DeBoer. So, sure, season five, was that maybe an unfair firing if that's the only thing we're going to look at? Okay, fine, I'll give him that all day long. But this is about seasons three, four, and five. Three and four is where he lost it. Season five is where he couldn't get it back. Yeah, and you have to get over that hump. You have to make it to that next level. And get over it. Get over it, bro. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and uh, how many games did they have 40 shots or more on net? But they were all coming from the perimeter. There was like nothing in the slot. So teams just had them down to where they were forcing them outside, clogging up the middle. VGK was getting shots on net, but they were not quality or high danger shots by any stretch. And then no, the goalie saw them all. The goalie yeah, saw them exactly. all. And, you know, he said it's tough to walk away from Vegas because of the circumstances and the situation. He said it's stuck in his head for a while. Fine. He needs therapy. He needs therapy, man. I, I get it. And, you know, maybe this is a credit to Vegas just being a great place to coach and be. And, you know, maybe it's the country club that Max Patch already alluded to. I don't know if that's um, a Foley, McPhee, McCrimmon thing or if that was a DeBoer thing, but maybe that's part of it also. You know, I, I'm not, I, I've never been to Dallas. I can't tell you anything about the city as far as the electricity and and what the stadium is like or what the city is like. They have, um, uh, they have more electricity than Southern California right now. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. But California's got our water, but that's another story for another day. Um, but, you know, Vegas is amazing. Vegas is new. Vegas always gets the shiny new toys, as we always say. Um, and Dallas is Joe Pavelski. <laughs> so, you know, we'll we'll see how this whole thing plays out. And, you know, I mean, what what kind of reaction does DeBoer get when uh, when the stars come here? I guess that's something we can maybe talk about lightly. I mean, does he uh, he should get politely get, collapsed, yeah. polite yeah. collapse. a standing no, ovation. Yeah, like, no, he, he didn't do anything really wrong or golf bad club. here. Golf club. Yeah, so golf get club. the golf clap. Golf he club. will. Will golf he get club. the tribute on the Jumbotron? He'll probably get a – oh, he'll get a tribute. He'll probably get a – a gold bus too. <laughs> I think they should put one, yeah, in for him. But like sooner or later, bro, as you call them, uh, you really do need to start focusing on your team. Uh, he's like, all this is distracting him from what he needs to do there in Dallas. Coming up next, what do you think about the new or the released reverse retro uniforms uh, that came out? They were leaked over the weekend. Back with more to this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick in Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to Lockdown VGK, our YouTube channel. And Chris, a company by the name of Aesthetics, leaked VGK's reverse retro jerseys this past week. Uh, Vegas across the jersey, black with red and gold trim. Nice model. Nice model, however. Alex Tuck, like, what is going on here? I mean, it, it's incredible, like, all these shots that people kind of take at VGK. But it looks to me like a little bit like the Rangers jersey with the diagonal, Vegas going down the, the front of the uni, and then looks a little bit like the Vancouver Canucks with the color scheme. Jury's still out for me. Jury is still out. 
I think my perspective on these jerseys is going to be the same thing about how I felt about the gold jerseys. I never liked the way the gold jerseys looked on the shelves. I thought they were just kind of weird. But then you start seeing them in the arena at the games and stuff, and they work. They work. So I think I'm going to have, and this is also assuming, because I don't think VGK has officially acknowledged these jerseys yet. If I'm wrong, please correct me. No, they so, have. you know, this could be some weird, clever ploy. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know um, there was some mind games played in the beginning with uh, Foley about, like, like getting the Desert Knights and all these different copyright names and stuff like that to possibly, you know, make it a little less probable that the Golden Knights were going to be the name of the team. So maybe there's something weird here going on. Um, and Alex, Alex Tuck on there is because I guess that this jersey's been in some level of production or a concept going back to, you know, when Tuck was with the team going going back to season number four now. So, you know, I guess it finally took, you know, two plus years, three plus years to perfect it. And this is what they came up with. And I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be fun in person. Um, I'm okay with different. I like Vegas being blasted across because that's, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's, it, it's Vegas, Tony. It, it's Vegas. My only question is, will they wear the, the, the gold domes with it? And I think the answer is yes. Oh, awful. Yeah, that's one of my least favorite items. I see. I'm okay with the gold, the gold helmets in person. On TV, they don't come through well. I'm okay with them in person. I still want the Kings and the Knights to have a battle of the Chrome and the Gold Domes. I think it would be so gaudy. I think Don Cherry and the rest of the uh, NHL old guard will absolutely hate it, which is why I think it would be awesome to do it. Okay, talking about you know the troll job that they did again, Alex Tuck perhaps with the jersey reveal. Did you see Buffalo's season tickets uh, where they had the they have the photo of Jack Eichel uh, promoting season ticket sales? I guess Jack Eichel is in the same frame, uh, more or less chasing Alex Stock on the. Oh, ice. I didn't see that. That's that's I I, see, I love that stuff. I, I think clever. that's great. I you know I I know we we dogged the Buffalo media pretty good about their feelings about Eichel and stuff like that because they're not going to. You think. DeBoer is not going to let Vegas go. Buffalo is that times 10,000 for Jack Eichel. And, you know, Jack Eichel hit him with the troll job, a troll job saying, wow, this is the loudest I've heard that arena in, you know, seven years or whatever it was. So, you know, it's, this is fun. And we're, we're in a new world. I think VGK, at least originally, the original VGK Twitter handle, like when VGK first became a thing was absolutely awesome. And I think like the more a Twitter handle has to apologize for, for something they said is probably makes it a little more fun. I think, you know, one of the first comments that comes to mind, I think you'll appreciate this, Tony is um, I think they were in Nashville. The predators scored a goal against us and whoever was running the Twitter handle at the time said, and the entire press row just stood up and applauded when Nashville scored a goal, which I guess it's like a Cardinal sin, like the media and press people that you can't <laughs> react and stuff like that. So, well, you know. yeah, Nashville took offense because all of those complaints about the VGK press box doing the same thing. See, and that's and that's the thing. Like stuff like that is fun, and I think that's a great troll job. I think that's funny, and you know, give credit where credit's due. Chirping in hockey is part of what makes hockey hockey, and I get at the beer league every, uh, you know, every. Uh, I was actually Monday night at City National uh, on, on the ice. It's a lower level league, but it's a fun league, and you know, they're they're chirping, they're having some fun out there, and. Credit to the Golden Girls team. That, uh, it's a team I've officiated the last couple of weeks. A ton of fun, a lot of great hockey players. 
they wear these fun yellow jerseys, but I don't know. I wish I could have got her name, but she was wearing yellow and black sunglasses underneath her full cage. Just, just so much fun out there. And the reason this is all coming up, my buddies um, were actually there watching me. One of my friends from Chicago, uh, Alan, and my buddy Condos, who gets his second shout out of the show, not going to help the ratings. Um, but they did a little video kind of chirping me while I was refing and stuff like that. And it was a, uh, it, it was a good time. So yeah, yeah trips are fine. fun. Hockey is fun. Long story longer. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. We've got the rookie face-off coming up in San Jose. Obviously we'll be covering that, following that and all uh, September 16th already a little over a week away against Arizona, the 17th. I'm excited. The I'm excited. 18th against Anaheim. Have you gone to, did you go to the, uh, the rookie face-off when they had it here? No, I couldn't make it. I've gone to just like, I, I love watching like the rookie camps and stuff like that. And I remember like, like this is actually a fun time to, <clears throat> for the people that are looking to check out things that are happening at City National. This is actually a real fun time to go there in the mornings and probably the same thing even for lifeguard. You got the players kind of doing some unscheduled workouts right now. I remember going back, I think this was the start of season four, right around this time, actually, I went to City National because my daughter's birthday was right around the corner. And I remember like Riley Smith was on the ice and I can't remember if Stone was out there, but there was like seven or eight different VGKs with some retired players and stuff like that. And, you know, it was just a ton of fun to, to see him out there and it kind of gets the energy going and everything. So if you're ever on City National or Lifeguard, like 10, 11 in the morning, folks, you got nothing going on. Just take a drive, take a look. You might get to, you know, you might be the only person in the stands or one of 10 or 15 people in the entire stands you know, watching some of the best players in the world, you might get some good personal interactions. And, you know, it's it's coming, Tony. Hockey season is almost here. I noticed it in the groups where I'm, uh, you know, buying and selling and breaking hockey cards all day. We're getting excited right now. And, you know, it's it's coming. I mean, we're basically a month away right now. Yeah, for sure. And we'll return on Friday again with our latest edition of What the Friday. Well, that plus much more. I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, Let's talk. get into Bruce Cassidy's defense and what that's going to look like, the structure, et cetera, maybe, perhaps, this upcoming season. We just we plan things on the fly here, folks. Yep. Don't forget to subscribe, Lockdown VGK on YouTube. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day here on Lockdown Golden Knights. And you can find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. From a man, Chris Golick, no Mohawk today. I'm Tony Cardasco. No hair today. No hair today. You like that? Thanks for joining uh, joining us today. We'll see you again on Friday right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.